begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It's Chris, joined by the full crew tonight, Milton and Ben, back from a little hiatus. I was on the channel last week with Matthew from Ion Canada Talk on High Republic. This week, we're talking about what games we want to have remastered as well as well as finally talking about the news. We've been going from series to series with this crazy year of Star Wars, but we're finally calming down. It's the calm before the storm of 2024. So we're going to start having these evergreen discussions, which I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoy these, these kind of deep dive discussions where we kind of can go off the rails, but have some fun at the same time. So yeah, we're coming back after a couple of weeks to the show proper. This is episode 127. What are you guys up to? I'm going to throw it to you, Ben. Um, Lately, the last few weeks, I've just been kind of doing the normal stuff, you know, like the, the fitness grind, spending time with family and friends. We had we had a day last week, Um, you know, for our, you know, a completely irrelevant point for any of our listeners that aren't from Northwest Ohio. But we had a day last week where it actually snowed here, which was shocking. You know, it, it actually it snowed on Halloween. Halloween night, it snowed from like six o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. So it was pretty crazy, like seeing snow and like all that. But now it's all gone. So you know, we had a bit of snow and then, you know, between that and my fitness stuff, you know, talking Star Wars randomly to hear here and there to people online um, is always a lot of fun and just it can be interesting to say the least. And then, um, yeah, and then just enjoying the NFL season, enjoying the Browns going and winning today again. So it's been a it's been a good NFL year, good Star Wars year. And, uh, you know, we're winding down really well. And then as we were talking before the show started, Loki's been excellent as well. If anybody hasn't watched that, definitely catch up before the new episode this week, because I think this is the finale this Thursday coming up. So, it is, you know, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of a little bit of what I've been up to. Oh, yeah. Milton, catch us up. I know you're kind of uh, in the middle of some intensity there with the Eagles game still recording on as of recording on Sunday night right. here. How's it going, man? Are they in the lead? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're winning by 11, but, I mean, we're playing the Cowboys. As you see, uh, repping my uh, my Eagle swag, Cowboy Killers, you know, because I don't like those, 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 that team's trash, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, right now, we're trying to get this dub. Maintaining first place in the NFC is what we do. But other than that, though, I've been good. Just been busy the last couple of weeks. As you know, we have been on the hiatus uh, last week. If we would have done the podcast, you wouldn't have heard my voice because your boy was sick. So it, it was shot. There's no way I would have done it last week. But other than that, though, I'm good. Just been busy with working, still maintaining, you know, my thing when it comes to my lifestyle and just, you know, enjoying life. But I'm glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Uh, great sum up there. Great sum up there. We're going to catch up with uh, some Star Wars things. It's been a while, so I'm sure maybe we can dig up some memories or something or other or cool memorabilia or something. I'll start this one off because this was pretty wild. Today I was at work. I uh, work retail and apparently i'm working with a droid now i'm not even kidding there is this thing called a tally look picture like the a roomba as the base of the of this robot and it's like this tall rectangle about six feet up about halfway through it's got a little led screen with like little blinking eyes and this thing is completely autonomous and it goes throughout the store and it does inventory check on the shelves. I work at, you know, I work at a place where it's very much like a gigantic warehouse, you know, kind of a wholesale club, if you will. So there's a lot of inventory, a lot of big bulk kind of items. So this thing goes through and it scans, but it's really funny because its eyes are animated like Spider-Man or Deadpool. Um, and then it has like little like audio cues where it's like humming. It's like pleasantly like 
making like you know like if a worker like a pleasant worker bee person like doing their job it's it's got that i purposely tried to screw it up tried to like stand in front of it and stuff and it'll pleasantly just like stop patiently and then move as soon as you go around and as soon as customers came into the building it was funny as heck because i uh, this could have been gold for youtube i could have just been sitting there recording in a corner people's reactions to this thing because people are just you know ambivalent this thing and it's just all of a sudden they're like ah oh, they're kind of like jump because the thing moves towards them or moves away and you would think that there's somebody with like a remote control hiding around the corner no this thing there's no supervision it just you just let it loose and then when it needs to recharge it comes back and charge so it's like it's just dawned to me i'm like this is basically a droid that i'm working with <laughs> it's like okay I'm next. I'm going to lose my job because somebody's going to start stocking shelves. They're going to have a robot like K2SO, like some big jacked security droid doing something like that. Or I, I don't know, but that that was interesting as as like I was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, hopefully this is not Skynet, the beginning of Skynet. I, I do not want to have AI take over and just, you know, run people over with the Roomba. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know, with technology like that, I mean, it's just advancing and advancing so much. Like, I was just talking to one of my friends about, you know, not specifically say, like, like um, robots like that. Like, we were just talking about, like, some of the AI tech that's out there. You know, it's crazy to think about, like, you know, some of those Amazon warehouses that are in bigger cities. Like, you know, they're pretty much unmanned where, you know, you can just go in and check out with, like, the AI stuff and everything. And, like, you know, like, the way AI is advancing, it's, it's like... I don't know. It's it's just really interesting to see like the direction that's heading, and I'm interested to see you know how far it eventually gets to you know in our lifetimes. Like it's gonna be cool to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean you have that for you. For me, uh, my week wasn't as nearly as interesting. Um, I wasn't interacting with any like big <laughs> autonomous droids. Um, but uh, but no, mine was interesting just because like like all right. So one thing. Um, you know, it's, there's a star Wars online is always an interesting place. Like I always joke, I always post the meme of, um, Moss of, um, Obi-Wan telling Luke, uh, you know, Moss Eisley is a hive of scum and villainy. Like that's, that's always like my thing describing like star Wars online half the time. And, um, because, yeah, yeah. you know, I bring, I bring, I bring this up just because, you know, you had, uh, like these past couple of weeks, I really dove into, like researching star wars comedy because you know there was there was like a controversy over the south park star wars special that came out oh. and the and the funny thing was yeah the funny that was like a whole thing you know like star wars online when you talk star wars online there's always a thing they star wars people cling to every week like there's there's a new controversy of the week oh. well the the south park thing Tell was controversial just because like you know, it pointed out some funny stuff about like Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm, and it was a good laugh. And like, the thing is, um, you know, with Star Wars fans, I think, and fans in general of like movies and things, like, you know, you gotta be able to laugh at the things you really love because, like, for example, you know, that made me purposely like this past week. I actually watched some of the best like Star Wars related comedy things leading up to this to like talk about this point. Like, you know, we had the South Park thing come out. It's funny, like it's comedy, and like the reason why people laugh at a lot of like comedic jokes, like um, like one of my favorite comedians is Dave Chappelle. Like I've always loved his mm -hmm. stuff. Like he's always really funny, and like a lot of the stuff he says is so on edge, but it's on edge because it's funny because we laugh because we can relate to those things. Like 
you know, like we were, I laughed at like the South Park Star Wars thing because I can relate to it, like, because I can see where people are saying stuff like that. So, like, you know, I started watching like some of the other Star Wars funny comedy things from over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the Star Wars Family Guy trilogy, that oh, one's really yeah. good. Um, the first Star Wars Family Guy specifically is very, very good. Um, I watched the Star Wars Robot Chicken special, Robot Chicken. Um, that, Yep, that one was really good because that actually had George Lucas as a guest star. Like he what? was actually himself on that. Really? Um, yep, it was actually George on that because because George and Seth Green were like friends or whatever. Oh, so yeah, 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 George, yeah. yeah. So George yep. was actually on that because you know you got to think that was made in like two thousand five or six. Like it was way back. So you know you have that. Um, and then you know also like over the years. Um, like another great Star Wars like comedy, not directly Star Wars, is like the Spaceballs movie. Like that movie's hilarious. And you know, I watched that just because like it's one of my favorite like just little comedy movies and it just it's a um it's a I don't know, it's just a classic and you know, Bill Pullman, you you know, you can't you, you gotta love him. Like he's always great and that that entire movie's just a lot of fun because like it makes fun of the Star Wars things. Like when Spaceballs came out in the eighties. Yeah. You know, for example, there's a scene where instead of Yoda, you know, the guy's name's Yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a scene like he's going over all the merchandising. He's like, he takes he takes him under, yep, underground into his lair. And he's like, you know, this is what it's all about. Merchandising. Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, you know, the um, this. Spaceballs, that. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. The kids love this one. Like all this stuff, like, you know. And it's making fun of how George Lucas did the merchandising, like heavy merchandising push in the 80s. And like, I love that type of comedy because it's funny. It fits. And like, like. And I, and I don't take it personally, though. That's the problem, like, with a lot of, like, the talk online is, like, people can't just look at comedy anymore. You know, I love it. Like, you know, Milton, when you share, like, some funny comedic, like, posts or reels on Instagram, those are always so funny. It's like, I don't look at them and, like, take them personally. It's like, hey, they're a good laugh. But, like, you know, too many people online, like, take a lot of these things personal, personally. And I'm like, guys, just, like, you... <laughs> to me, to me, you should be able to laugh about something you really love, in my opinion. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, it's funny because what other franchise has a spoof movie based on the franchise, right? As a satire. Like, you yeah. know, Star Wars got huge when somebody decided, hey, let's make a movie based off of Star Wars. And there's actually several movies because then you have like fanboys, right? There's like so many times of Star Wars. And we could do a whole episode on Star Wars detours. That's a that's yeah. like 50 something episodes that never actually came out. They're done. They're finished. And actually, somebody leaked one of them like a year or two ago. Um, so it's like, I don't know. One of these days, I'm like waiting for them to just drop on Disney Plus, you know, maybe with like a gap of time between shows. Like, oh, we'll just start piecemealing out the Detours episodes. Who knows? Yeah, I, I love I love that type of stuff. Like, you know, when uh when I see like funny you know, Instagram reels, like Star Wars reels, like I'll send them to Milton on Instagram or my cousin just because they're, they're great. Or like, you know, there's like a class, there's one I always see of the Eagles shared. I shared it to Milton before. It's like, <laughs> it's like a scene from SpongeBob and it's like, it's when they're pushing the whole city going push. And like, you know, it's memeing how the Eagles go and just push Jalen Hurts for like one yard when they do the tush push. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. so I, I just love, um, I love like funny comedy things like that, but it's like, you know, you should be able to like, laugh and poke fun at stuff you enjoy like you know i don't have to like get into some camp like oh i need to defend this for this weird reason like 
just enjoy it. It's comedy. Like that's the point. It's comedy. So yeah, that that was kind of like my little thing online, like where it was like, hey guys, come on, like it's comedy. Let's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. What about you, Milton? Have you had any kind of cool adventures? Anything and that 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 place you go to as far as your figures, games? What's the last retro game you got? Have you got anything um, new? I mean, like Star Wars related games? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was probably one of the most recent games for um for the Super Nintendo, but that was like months ago, I think, when uh, I got that. Okay. I'm looking for it. But uh, I mean, I guess for my weekend Star Wars lately, it hasn't really been video games just cuz I've been busy and been sick and stuff sometimes, but and more like audiobooks and just stuff cool. on YouTube. So most recently I watched the, the Clone Wars series from 2003. Yeah. The, Love the original it. Animated one. I, I went back and watched some of that, yep. which it still holds up. Oh, yeah. And then I, uh, you know, I'm a big audiobook guy. So I uh, went back and listened to which, hold on one second, Cast His Ball. Oh, I'm watching the Eagles game at the same time, guys. So that's why. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I went back and re-listened to the Attack of the Clones audiobook. Interesting. And I oh, nice. That book's really good. Like, I mean, I know people have mixed reviews about okay. that movie, but the book itself is pretty damn good. Like, I, I legit listened to the whole, I think it's 10 hours worth, because I went to Ocean City for the one okay. day, or for the weekend for my brother's bachelor party. I listened about half of it on the way down there and half of it up, and it held up. Like, it's such a good book. There's so many more significant details oh. that I didn't realize yeah that was in that book and i was like okay especially like they they really develop shmi skywalker's character a lot more especially in the first like chapter of the book it's about her and how how she was living with uh Klieg, how her relationship with owen was pretty close like owen saw her as a mother oh. so i didn't realize that so the book expands upon that so and obviously whenever she gets kidnapped by the uh tuscan raiders that's a brutal scene how like how they, they show how Klieg gets his leg cut off like it's it's crazy so i'm like okay oh, this wow. book is actually legit so if, if you have the chance you know go back and listen to the tackle of the yeah. book it holds up and it, it makes the movie it makes you appreciate probably the movie more if you get more of that context yeah that's what i think the last jedi novelization by jason fry um i think it was ray carson that did the rise of skywalker like both of those and even rogue one with alexander freed like all those current modern uh, novelizations for the current movies are all really well done because like Milton, you were saying like they, they introduce like uh, different things we didn't see in the movie, flesh out the characters, get into characters' heads a bit more to just give you a little bit more context uh, for certain situations, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Um, yeah, no, Attack on the Clones, I, that's, dude, I'd never hear anybody talking about that novelization, novelization so that's pretty cool. It's usually oh, yeah. it was definitely worth it was definitely worth the listen. I mean, because to me, I was like, let me just listen to something I haven't listened to in a while, yeah. and I was putting it on, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how good this book was. Is that Mark so, Thompson by any chance? Huh? Is that Mark Thompson? Is Thompson narrative? Yeah, Mark Thompson. I think I think it's Mark Thompson. I'll look right now because I have it all in front of me. Um, yeah, it is. She's in my phone. Give me a second. So I just put it on there a couple weeks ago. So it's, I want to say yeah. it is Mark Thompson that reads the narrization of it. Because I, I didn't realize how good, like, it sounds really good. It sounds like mm -hmm. 
I'll say R so Ari Salvatore is the um oh. the, is the um Wow, author. he's a big fantasy writer. He did the the Drizzit and he also mm, did Vector yeah. Prime. Right. Oh dang. And, and Mark Mark Thompson does yeah. narrate it. Oh yeah, and, and and quick shout out to Mark Thompson. Uh ran into him again at Comic Con. He's a cool he's one of the cool guys out there, man. I mean, he's hanging out there with the fans. Like he was in full Jedi garb and he I was, saw that on his Twitter. Yeah, he was in full Jedi garb and like Matthew, Matthew from Iron Can, we were doing some content out there and we were recording next to a battle droid. Like, no big deal. We were in the Rebel Legion area where they have all the cool Rebel Legion folk and like the different standees and stuff like that. And he just says, oh, give me a second. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. He, you know, he probably went to the restroom or something. Look back and he's just chatting with Mark Thompson. So then I walk up and I'm just like in the conversation with, you know, and then he's like, oh yeah, like I said, I took my, I took his picture for him with Mark Thompson, but yeah, it just, he's like a really down to earth dude. And, and he'll never like shove you away. Like he'll sit there and have a conversation for, for with you for like 10 minutes. Like he's really yeah. genuine dude, really cool. Um, so yeah, he, well, he's awesome. Oh yeah. Mark Thompson's really cool. Like, I mean, I talked about it before, you know, a few months ago on our podcast when we were, when I was listening to the first, um, the heir to the empire book. It was funny. He was like messing with me yep. on Twitter because like I <laughs> yeah, mentioned him on Twitter. I was like, oh, he did a great job and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then I tweeted again. I was like, holy crap, Mark Thompson like liked my tweets. And he went through and like spam like 20 of my tweets. I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, coming from his background, right? He doesn't get a lot of engagement, I'm sure, from like, like it's a solitary thing, right? Recording no novels and stuff. Like, He's probably got, I don't know what his situation is, but a lot of these people these days have like a recording booth in their house and it's very solitary. Like you might have like somebody on the other end, a producer being like, okay, maybe say outline again or something. But other than that, it's very solitary. Um, so for him, it's probably really nice to actually get out there and just interact with people and be like, yes, there's socialization with other people, the fans and all this kind of stuff and I can get on the same level as them. So yeah, cool. Shout out. Great shout out to him. I have a whole bunch of content, by the way, from New York Comic Con on the channel. I have a couple videos, a couple recaps, stuff like that. So and check out the oh, Star yeah. Wars Underworld Network. Those guys uh, do a really good work over there. We had a couple of crossover things recording wise from New York Comic Con over there as well. Um, might as well just run through the housekeeping while I'm at it. So we are available out of room transmission on any podcast app of your choice, whether it be Google, whether it be Amazon, whether it be Spotify, go ahead, give us a listen and do give us a rating. Five would be nice so we can spread the positive Star Wars community around the globe. Also, we are available on YouTube. We are going to be back to our normal recording <laughs> schedule at 7 p.m. on Sundays, unwinding your weekend, getting ready for the next week. Um, so go ahead, interact with us. You can chat with us in our live chat room every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Running through the releases this week, we have the, um, the continuation of the hyperspace stories. This one is based off the Bad Batch, really fun episode issue there this one is issue number 10 we also have star wars issue number 40 pushing forward the uh, storyline of dark droids i have my reviews on the channel right now as well as the crossover where i'm always a part of the ion cannon tractor beam with matthew uh where we break down the week's 
uh, issues in much greater detail and like a shorter 30 to 40 minute podcast every week. So go ahead, check that out. Let us know what you think. We love to also have you guys interacting live, having a good time with the paper side of things. All right. With all that being said and out of the way, we're going to get to news story number one for the week. Now, Ben, you brought this up to my attention. This is really cool. So Columbia, the clothing brand, as well as other things they support nascar and star wars they joined forces they put out a really cool car that is customized uh for nascar you know even the actual uniform of uh bubba wallace the driver looks like an x-wing driver he's got a he's got a helmet that looks like an x-wing pilot helmet and he was welcomed by none other than red five himself mark hamill so it's cool seeing mark hamill in the spotlight for a change I really dug this. Ben, I know you brought this up to my attention. What did you think about this whole promotion here? Oh, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Like, you know, it was totally, totally unexpected. Like, I was just scrolling through Instagram, and I thought it was like an old, you know, I thought it was an old promo at first, because Instagram people post reels of anything. So it could have been, you know, from whenever. And I looked into it, and like, Columbia Sportswear had literally posted it like 18 (laughs) hours prior to me looking. I was like, oh, whoa, this is actually a new... um, a new campaign so like yeah so like bubba wallace like i guess like partnered with them and mark hamill uh and of course mark hamill is like the guest on there to like do that star wars spot and you know this weekend i guess i didn't you know i'm not any nascar type of any nascar fan i could i probably watched one minute of it in my lifetime but um but like uh they had the phoenix like a phoenix uh race in phoenix this weekend and mm-hmm. he was supposed to be debuting that car in uniform oh. at, in the race so like presumably by now he's he'd have raced in that in that race with that um with that car and everything so it's cool that they did that and i really like you know that's something for like our listeners to um and viewers to look out for is obviously like if you're a nascar fan cool like keep an eye out for that because like columbia might do more of this throughout yep. the year with bubba wallace because it might be like a multi you know multi-race deal okay. or something with him but when it comes to columbia specifically keep an eye out because they're the brand that always does really cool star wars gear like really oh. really really cool star wars branded gear like back when the um when the sequel trilogy was going on for seven eight and nine they made exclusive merch for those movies but they did them in a way like i mean it wasn't really for those movies because because the gear was from like you know the the original trilogy for the most part i mean there was a okay like like for example there was you know it was just branded you know they were selling it during the sequel trilogy but it was just you know typical like hey rehashing original trilogy um stuff but like for example when the force awakens came out um columbia released a hoth um han solo parka like oh, replica parka yeah. and you know instead of it being just like a little costume chintzy type thing it was a legit parka with like down wool and everything like you could actually wear it in like you know up to like negative 30 degree weather Ooh. or something it was a legit parka so you know and but it was designed like the echo base one so you know it has like the little patch yeah. and all that Aww. stuff like you know his wrist calm and everything what? and it came with like it came with like the gloves <gasps> it came with like the um whatever the fur thing is that goes around your face and hood like came with that and with the goggles and everything like and it was like you know it was like 600 bucks but (laughs) but but uh but columbia does a lot of special like gear like that like they had hans um parka they had i remember during it was either eight or nine 
they had like Luke's X-wing jacket. It was like designed. It literally looked just like an X-wing jacket, mm. but it was for like a. It was like a spring type jacket or something. Okay. So like Columbia's done different things like that over the years, you know, in partnership with Star Wars, and like the good thing with their brand is like they're just a good solid brand, you know. Like they're not like an A plus brand, but you know they're like a B plus, A minus. Like they're solid on on their products. So. Um, so it's really cool that they like partnered with Star Wars for like those things. And then of course now, you know, literally when I saw that thing with Bubba Wallace and that I, that it was from Columbia, I was like, oh yeah, that's no surprise. Cause Columbia has like a history with Star Wars mm. and like, I haven't really dug into it specifically, but I wonder if they've had like a longer history, like going back, even mm. like say in the Lucas era at some point, because it just, it's interesting that they've, you know, out of all the brands, Columbia is the brand that's partnered with them quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's it brings me up to having star wars but integrated in like functional items right yep. this is cool I, and i was always i had this old coat from express that i bought back in college because it looked just like han solo's parka from empire strikes back so i'm like i was like eh, i already have one of those i don't need to spend 600 dollars. but then when you're telling me it comes with the gloves and the goggles and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's five levels higher than what I have here. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's cool. Having functional Star Wars items um, tying in to something. But watching this video kind of, I think we were talking about this, Ben, it brought a little bit of a wave of nostalgia because, man, oh, man, in the lead up to Force Awakens, we got so many videos like this, right, where it's J.J. Abrams who's on the set and he's promoting uh, Wish Foundation or one of those, like, you know, um, foundations that's a charity or something that's going to support, oh. you know, people um, or whatever. And it was cool because, like, we, we get several of those. One of them, he's front, in front of an X-Wing. Another one, he's, you know, he's got Baba Joe, that little creature thing on the back. And it was like, that was the first time we've seen an alien from Force Awakens, Neil Scanning's crea uh, creation. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy, right? So... There's a lot of things like that that we just haven't gotten. So it's kind of like, oh, we're going back to the old days. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like like I said, at first I thought it was an old video at first. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, no, that was posted 18 hours ago. So it's cool <laughs> that like they're still doing that type of stuff. And also, even though, like, of course, like Mark Hamill said comments otherwise, you know, a few months ago. But, like, it makes me wonder... You know, if Mark's still doing Star Wars stuff like this, like, will he be a Force ghost in the Daisy Ridley movie? Like, that's what I wonder, because it's like, you know, she's doing a dealing with a bunch of Jedi stuff by the sounds of it from the little bits that are out there. So it's just like, um, you know, it, it makes me wonder if they're going to bring Mark back to do like a, a Jedi like uh, guidance type thing for her. Yeah, there, there's, you know, oh, my gosh, I, I can't wait for that movie. I'm really hoping and hopeful for the actors that they get a fair deal. SAG-AFTRA, uh, last yep. we heard, they're, they're getting real close. They're, there's a final deal from the studios. If they don't accept this, things could get, you know, a catastrophe for both both parties on that one because that would mean that there's no movies going to be made for, like, well after next summer at that point. So we're, we're, we're crossing our fingers here. Outer Rim Transmission, we support all the actors. We want them yep. to... Deal with the AI situation, that's no good. I residual situation, getting paid what they're due for their streaming rights and all that. So hopefully that goes through in a ne the next day or two. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Um 
you know, this is the kind of stuff we're getting while we're kind of Lucasfilm's on a lifeline right now. Just like, eh, we're in limbo. We can't really say much else with movies or TV right now. So let's let's at least put out these cool little videos that, that cross promote. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really cool that like, you know, we've gotten little things like this and it just makes you wonder, you know, what could be like coming up next like you know we have this thing with mark hamill so it's like who knows maybe we get like another random like pop-up with someone else like daisy ridley like doing something with like a food company or you know just it, like there could be anything really oh, yeah. um like you just don't you just don't ever know when it comes to star wars um just because it's like you know you know what what it's been recorded already and that could be you know potentially posted yeah so let's talk about stuff that isn't blocked by a strike so Video games is one of those things. Unless you're a video game actor that is also on SAG. Like, unfortunately, I think her name is Humberly. That is the main character. She's the actress for the main character in Star Wars Outlaws. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to go to Comic-Con because she literally couldn't talk. So she wasn't there. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about some video games here. So we got a couple of things interesting enough we got star wars hunters remember that game yeah that, that mobile game i played back in 2022 at star wars no no it wasn't even 2020 i think it was 2021 no it was 2022 it was in anaheim i played this game on a phone it's gonna be out on switch well they showed us there's a behind the scenes video for how they created a trandoshan combatant named Charles. uh it's cool i as a big game enthusiast i really like the design process when it comes to games and especially when they give us you know any studio gives us a glimpse behind the work it goes into you know designing a character picking different choices of the aesthetics and going through selecting a voice actor and man oh man like like i don't feel like you know voice actors are given enough credit because these people are actors, and I love watching them behind the scenes. Forgive me, I do not know the actor that is playing this character of Char, but man, this guy gets into it. He's really just like basically spitting at the mic, getting into full Trandoshan mode, just body language and everything. I was like, this guy is into it. Um, but yeah, I, I, this is just nice because at the end, they're like, the game is coming soon. It's like, yes, you've been saying that for like two years now. This game is playable in other parts of the world for months on end, but uh, the full release is still uh, still availing us. I don't know. But anyway, Ben, I know I just put this up in our notes last minute, but um, I don't know if you have anything to say about this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully it comes out soon, but, you know, coming soon to them so far has been like, like you said, maybe two years. So maybe coming soon, we might have it by 2025, um, you know, at that, at that logic, but... But no, like all jokes aside, like I hope it comes out soon. Hopefully it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just hope it's a good game um, or a good entertaining game because Star Wars just needs something, in my opinion, yeah. um, to like, like be out there playing. Like, you know, I've, uh, you know, seeing like, for example, seeing all this hype about uh, Fortnite, original Fortnite's back. Um, so, like, you know, I wish Star Wars had a game like that, like, like Hunter's probably isn't going to turn out to be this game since it's not like on xbox and stuff but like yeah, maybe choice, like maybe if we get like a game like just like if star wars had a game like a Fortnite, you know where it would be a free-to-play game where anybody could play it i would love that like like um what do you call them live service games where they 
where they just like constantly add stuff into the game like you know a new season like and all this stuff like it would be so much fun if star wars would do something along those lines like hopefully hunters like gets going really good um but i'm hoping for like the next like i hope we eventually get to that type of game like a Fortnite type deal here's the thing um you know, it seems like I think community. Battlefront Battlefront could have been that if they would have kept have it up. That. They were aiming for it to be, and they just never landed after the debacle with the microtransactions. But yep. with hunters, and I think that's the one thing that's holding it back. From what I've heard from somebody, is the reason why it's taken so long is they're still trying to figure out how to monetize the game, because mm. Star Wars has really bad notoriety. They're very notorious for, like, just I mean. The reason why I stopped playing Galaxy of Heroes is is I can't progress the game without having to spend five dollars every other day. It's like ridiculous. And you think Star Wars would have learned a lesson from Battlefront? Like maybe just don't monetize so aggressively. I don't know. But apparently that's what Hunters is really trying to crack the code on. Like how do we get this game to to survive for multiple years, but it being a free game? I don't know. But it's interesting because I think. The general consensus for a lot of people is Fortnite Epic Games just laid off several hundred employees. The the the, um, the market for these Battle Royale games like Apex Legends, like Call of Duty, like Fortnite is actually declining. It seems like the, the, the trend is most people rather have shorter experiences where they're not limited to one death. And mm. so in that case, hunters might actually be a trendsetter at least on, on the better side of things because it's not a battle royale it's it's an arena shooter which is actually really good for games like halo infinite halo infinite they're i think it's season five or six just came out a couple weeks ago it's on fire people are loving it people are going back to halo like crazy right now because they fixed a lot of things that were problems initially and so if hunters can somehow pull off they might actually be ahead of the game people want to just go into a game for five to ten minutes and then and then leave right the, the battle royales tend to be longer you tend to be in there for 30 40 sometimes even 50 minutes depending on on the game right so i think it actually might be to their benefit that they chose this kind of game design um we'll see they still should have had battlefront 2 going to this day and that would have been really i would have loved to see a 2017 battlefront 2 continue to 2024 or something like that like what would it look like today if they continued because the last thing they did was clone wars i'm sure they would have done like mandalorian you know some of the movie uh well they did the movies but like some of the other things right obi-wan well, i mean look at look at like how that. long grand theft auto's been there. going on yeah, yeah 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 exactly 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 i mean i mean grand theft auto is like still going and that game hasn't came out since in years and it's like i wish that that would have been so nice if Battlefront would have been like that game for us for Star Wars, mm. like you know, constant updates, like a new season, a new whatever, like every you know ninety days or however many days, like it just it would be really fun having oh, yeah. something like that. Oh yeah, I I mean I, I look at I look at Blizzard Entertainment and say what you will, it doesn't have the best reputation. It seems like things went south once Activision bought them, and now they're owned by Xbox. So hopefully things turn around. But, like, they have some mobile games that are really good. Like, Hearthstone is a really great game that you don't feel like you're being aggressively thrown microtransactions your way. You can earn everything just playing and not playing for hours to get a certain thing that somebody could spend $2 for. 
Uh, they just released Warcraft Rumble, which I've been playing a lot the other day. They released that. It's very nice. It's a, it's a little strategy game. Again, you don't have to spend a ton of money, and you get like a nice story in there for nothing. So there's 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 examples of free to play games that actually are successful that don't cost you an arm and a leg, and they can gather a lot of people to play them. But yeah. Oh yeah. I did these stories a little bit out of order, so I'm going to backtrack to a slightly different topic. This just relates to Star Wars in general. So there's Star Wars Dawn of Rebellion. It's a DK source book. It's going to be a visual guide like we haven't gotten since Rise of Skywalker, which is a big deal. And this one's going to have Bad Badge information. It's going to have um, Andor information. It's going to have Obi-Wan information. So like all the dark time stuff basically is in this book. So I'm super excited. Don't ask me why Disney and Lucasfilm decided to put this out into the UK a month before releasing in America. So... I'm a little bit, a little bit of bad about that, obviously. But but what came out of it is an updated 2023 galaxy map. Um, so I found this was really interesting because they had given one for Star Wars Timelines book as a promotion at Star Wars Celebration 2022. They were giving out posters for it. I thought it was going to be included in the book, and then to my chagrin, it was never in the book and. I was a little bit mad about that. But yes, they have somebody uploaded a high res image from the book. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I'm going to actually just, I think I could probably just put this on the um, on the screen here for a second for people to check out if I can actually find. When we finished that picture, I like looking at those maps. I'll be honest with you, because I've always been intrigued with the different planets. So, oh I, yeah, and this is what what part of my frustrations I think I have with the most recent movies is like we have all these planets that are on that map, and we only get like a glimpse of like what's even out there. So, because everything kind of looks the same all the time. There we go. So I'm I'm hoping like we know there's a whole bunch of planets out there. So I wish we get more. This is the last play of the game, so we we, we need to win. Give me a second. We yeah, I'm locked in too. <laughs> Flag, yeah. Oh, Chris, listen, it's, it's is coming down to the, the final play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, anyway, I will, I will Chris, narrate. The game, Dallas got the ball. <laughs> but not nah, like for real, for real though. So like, I think, I think them having those maps are pretty dope because it's nice to have like what the galaxy look like, what it could be potentially when they expand it. I just wish the films would then take that map and say, okay, we have five, six, seven, eight planets that we've never explored. Let's go to those planets. Yeah. So. Yeah, so there's a lot of planets on here for me that are just, I've never even heard of that planet before, right? Like, it's interesting. If we, <laughs> like, let me let me see. Like, Alzok 3 in the Outer Rim. Where the hell is that from? Where Where is Lafet from in the Outer Rim? Um, and, and from what I hear, where's Pagodon? You know, we're... There's so mm -hmm. many. Where's there's this, the the most interesting planet is from the outer rim called RTK one one one. There's another planet called Sinta in the expansion region, and, and that's the thing, right? With uh, a good buddy of mine, Dan Grievous over there from Bulgaria. Go, you know, he he's on YouTube, makes awesome videos. A uh, friend of mine, he was saying, why are all the stories always in the outer rim? And I was like. He's got a really good point. I mean, you look at the regions. You got the mid-rim. You got the colonies. You got the expansion region. When's the last time any of us has heard about a story in the expansion region or whatever the hell that even means? You know what I mean? So it's like always on in regions. 
and always the outer rim. But you got the inner rim too, the core, obviously where everything started from and expanded outward from. But yeah, I, there's there's a lot. There's another planet, Akvetna. It's like there's so many planets here, and I and I think one of the High Republic um, authors said, "Oh yeah, there's like." A couple of these planets are from phase three of the High Republic, so I'm like, oh, all right, I'll be I'll be seeing those very soon, um, with phase three in the midst of the beginning right now. So, yeah, I I agree. Like 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 I agree with both of you guys when it comes to these maps, though. Like it's cool, like seeing all the different planets that are out there. Um, you know, like you said, Chris, like there's so many unknown planets, like we haven't seen on screen or really heard of in the books even. Um, so it's cool, just like getting like that big expanse and it lets you kind of like get the mental note of like okay this is here that's there what's nearby who could be nearby on this planet at this time you know like because if it's during like say you know the um like the higher public if there's like a planet that's near coruscant or whatever like maybe you know that means yoda could be nearby if the planet's close by you know or something along those lines yeah. like so like it's cool getting those type of things like i've always been fascinated by those types of maps, like, you know, back in the day, like, I remember seeing old, like, Star Wars maps from, like, the old books and things like that. So, like, it's cool getting to see those. And, you know, that kind of, like, gives me the vibes also of um, one of my cousins has, like, a really cool map. Um, obviously not Star Wars related, but it's Game of Thrones. It's the Game of Thrones map to, like, you know, it lays out where all the regions are for Game yeah. of Thrones and everything. And that is, like, such a cool map. And, like, you know, those type of maps, I don't know, like, for... for like everything star wars game of thrones harry potter whatever like i just love you know maps like that because it kind of like you know gives you a mental note of where things are in the um the world oh yeah i have the map of westeros and essos right above my bed um mm. i've had it since college it's when i started reading a game of thrones book it was so convenient to just walk over to that that poster on the wall when reading the books and be like oh this is where this place is this is where Penthos is. This is where uh, Asai is. This is where Court or whatever the other Quarth is. Like it was, it's really nice having geography um, that you can physically, tangibly see. You know, so so oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. I'll be, uh, we'll be looking forward with great interest to when Dawn of the Rebellion comes out or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm hoping there's just some nice juicy details in there. I'm very curious to why they release this now when there's still another season of Andor to come out. So I guess we'll have a updated 2.0 version soon enough. All right. We waited long enough. We're going to get into our major discussion as the title suggests. But first, the reason why I spawned this discussion is we have a release date for the Dark Forces remaster. It's going to hit shelves on february 28th 2024 so mark that on your calendars until unless hunters has a surprise launch this will be the first star wars game or the next star wars game coming out after jedi survivor back in march so yeah i'm very excited i've, I've played through dark forces a few times and i gotta admit it, it's a little bit rough around the edges which is why they're making a remaster um so i'm, I'm very excited to have this first person shooter and that's where we're spawning on this this uh, discussion here. So it's, you know, when you remaster a game, there's always remakes and there's remasters, right? Like, I'm actually playing the Dead Space remake right now. Funnily enough, connected to Star Wars, it's made by Motive, who made Squadrons, who made Battlefront 2. It's their next game after those Star Wars games. And and a, basically, a remake is when they 
build a game up from the ground up to invoke feelings of the original game, but having brand new mechanics, engines, mm -hmm. and everything else. A remaster is simply like, okay, we're going to update maybe the controls for a new controller versus it being on PC, maybe bump up the 4K resolution, make it widescreen. It's it's very easier. It's, it's much easier. It's not revamping the entire game. So that's what I mean. Remaster, because if you look, and according to our one of our viewers here, Attila the Finster, when will Rogue One, uh, Rogue Squadron 2 and 3 come to Steam? So that's what I mean. There's a lot of games yep. out there that are not available to play on the main main systems. And that's what I want to get into today. It's like, oh, what, what games maybe kind of slipped between the cracks? Why aren't they? We don't know why they haven't been released on the, on the current system or even a last-gen system. Well, um, I, I, yeah. I think one game to throw out there for our... our, our our viewers and listeners like you know if you're into like these sci-fi type games and fantasy type games a really good game to consider playing as like a remaster to like get an idea of like what a remaster could look like is go play halo 2 on um oh, you yeah. know on, X oh, on next yeah, gen xbox yeah. because chris you've probably played it before and it's so cool because like I I played through halo 2 obviously for like the nostalgia because that's like arguably my most favorite game ever but i I love it because when you go through, I think it's if you press select, what happens is you can toggle the remaster graphics or the old graphics. So like I can be sitting here looking at like the group of um, um, Covenant Warriors across from me and like, you know, they look beautiful in the remaster and you press select and then it, it flips, it literally is like a light switch. It flips it to where it's the old graphics from 2005 oh, yeah. or 2004. And love it's it. so cool. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Like, I loved going back and playing through the Halo 2 because no matter where I walked, I was just constantly toggling yeah. the graphics. Yeah. Like, because it's like, oh, I want to see, like, um, one of the best parts, I'm sure you noticed it, Chris, when you played that, is like when you look out into space, like you look at the ships flying, the old version, uh -huh. it's like there's barely any details and then okay. you toggle it. And you can see all these stars and the fire from oh. the ship and all this stuff. Like, and it's so cool seeing like what a remaster can do for a game because like Halo Two is proof you can take a game from you know 15 years ago and make it look really nice and have a good time with it. So like, there's plenty of um, good Star Wars options we you know we can get into and and dive into. And I think I think for me like. I think the most underrated Star Wars game um, by a mile, you know, I've been I've been shouting it on this podcast since we started, is the Obi Wan video game. Yeah. Like, to me, that game needs a remaster, especially now that there's an Obi Wan show out. So maybe there's a little more like buzz about the Kenobi character in general. Um, and like, you know, I'm sure you both have played Kenobi before back mm -hmm. in the day, but like, you know, the Obi Wan game, you don't start as Obi-Wan in Phantom Menace, you start as Obi-Wan like on the streets of Coruscant mm. in the, uh, oh, in the really? underworld, actually really? in the underworld. Yeah. It's like, cause it's like in the underworld, like it's legit, like in like a sketchy part of town. Like, you know, when you're, when you're walking through, it's like dark and seedy and like, you know, you're walking through and, um, you know, you're walking by like, you know, sketchy looking criminals, like, you know, sitting around like, you know, bonfires and stuff and like back alleys and everything. Like, it's really cool. And like, that game would be such a good game because it's like a prequel to Phantom Menace because you don't even get to the events of Phantom Menace until you're like 70% of the way through the game or so, 60% of the way, like at minimum 60% of the way through the game. So like, you know, you can go through 
and like they could remaster that game so much because the saber mechanics it was that was like one of the first of its kind mm. like saber mechanics using the joystick yeah. instead of just oh, spamming x cool. a and b and cool. y like it was it's such a good um such a good game i think for a remaster and with today's graphics like you can make that game look really nice oh yeah oh yeah i mean i'm playing through it now i'm playing through it now self-plug on my own channel i guess it's just not a plug at that point but you know i'm playing through jedi survivor a new game plus on jedi on jedi um jedi master mode whatever and it's just i keep saying to myself this is the best freaking lightsaber combat you'll ever see in a game period but i mean i go back to other games like obi-wan like the next game which i would love to see get remastered and that's jedi knight 2 jedi outcast put the same guys on the game darn it you got respawn they're great with first person shooters you can have that element in the beginning of the game have them clean up the gunplay a little bit and then just do the straight up engine from jedi survivor in the kyle katarn gets the lightsaber moment with luke skywalker fighting dark troopers that's all you need just a little little quick update. I don't know. It's funny because Xbox owns Raven Software now, so they literally could just reboot the game. They're not going to be tied to doing a Call of Duty game every other year like they've been doing for the last 10 years as a support studio. So it's like, all right, sky's the limit for that. So yeah, that that's my pick. But I mean, I go back to our commenter who was saying about Rogue Squadron. I've, I completely forgot that Rogue Leader wasn't on there. Yep. Oh, and he's also saying uh, Attila the Finister is saying Jango Fett's game come to Steam. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's yeah, Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter. Oh, Bounty oh, Hunter. God, I have that. Yeah, Milton has that. Milton, you could talk about that one. I have that on PS2. Yeah, yeah. so, like, I mean, look, you, you guys already know me and, and my viewpoint on current Star Wars games, so I'm glad we're doing this episode. I mean, like, I feel like if, if you take all the old games, and this is what I tell people all the time, like, I know we're all in our 30s here, and a lot of my, a lot of young heads who like video games probably get annoyed with me when I say, man, this new shit, I don't mess with it, because <laughs> a lot of it is, like, it's, it's very redundant, and it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, it's you have to microtransition, like, like, like you mentioned, microtransactions, it's multiple uh, combinations and add-ons, I'm like, I don't need all that, I want a game that I can continue to keep playing, and go back to play it again to learn more stuff about it. Like this, these new ways of doing it is weird to me. But like, if you had to go back and look at old Star Wars games, you already know I'll mess with the Phantom Menace from PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Love, they, they need to love that they game. Need to do that. That. Redo that game because it's fire. Because that's just as good as Obi Wan. Because Obi Wan on yep. Xbox, and I never was an Xbox guy. But I remember getting an Xbox because wow. of Obi Wan's game. Yeah. And then speaking of like another like xbox game the clone wars remember that one i was gonna vehicle? say that one you took mine <laughs> but well, i'm dead ass because i mean that that game i remember how hyped i was for that because my my si older sister's friend had an xbox and i remember like asking her to let like i'm like can you ask your friend to let me borrow his xbox to play that game <laughs> and she's like sure like he let me borrow it for like a week and i played it every night and it was so good. And I honestly thought the ending to that game was perfect. Because I'm like, oh my god, is this going to lead into the movie? Because I'm thinking, I mean, again, I'm like a teenager. Mm -hmm. But if you remaster that game, I'm buying it. Um, they, they never really made an episode two game. 
it's always been like, they, like Game Boy and stuff. Yeah, it, I was going to say, they had it on Nintendo DS. You play as Anakin Skywalker, yeah, so you're doing the side-scrolling, no. you're jumping around on speeders right, on, right. on Coruscant. <laughs> I never played that one much, but I think they need to re- probably remake that into an actual game Definitely. game for like a major system. Obviously, Episode 3, I still play that till this day. It, I think it's still nice on PS2. However, I okay. will take it for an updated version of facts. Like, I think they day. updated it, didn't they, Ben? Don't they have it available on the Xbox Store? Um... It might it might have been remastered because it's available on Xbox now. My cousin played through it a few months ago. I think it's just I know, like I know, I know or, what was it re-released or they might have updated it. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know if they updated it because I mean I, I'm I not remember sure. my boy. I think he has it on Xbox or something, and I think it's the same. I think the graphics might be like slightly sharper, but yeah, I mean it don't matter. The game still holds up. Um, yeah. God, I can just keep on listing them. Like, Force Unleashed is still good, but if you remaster that, I'll play it. Obviously, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, they've well, been talking the thing, about right? doing oh, that for a gosh. while now. We haven't done that, it yet. Do we dude, know what's going on with that sh- game? We should have had the game this year. Like, I think this was the this coming out thing. party for KOTOR was 2023, because I think they announced it in 2020. And then they changed developers like two times, and it's stuck in development hell, so I don't even know if that thing's ever going to come out. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why... But like, but like you got you got games like that, like and I'm sure people who, who are Star Wars fans like us that are hardcore sweaties like that, like you grow up playing those the, the Lucas the Lucas Art days get video games. Yeah. Lucas Art yep. games, any of we we mentioned tonight, you can remake them and we're buying them. I guarantee you if if anybody in the chat said, Oh, I remember the Lucas Art days, if if they list X, Y, and Z, I guarantee you we're buying them because those games were so good and so replayable. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like now, t- to me nowadays, like yeah, I hear about you know the new Star Wars games that come out, but I never really play with them much <laughs> often because I'm just like, eh, it's it's whatever to me. Like it's just it's just too much extra stuff they add to it. You kind of gotta get for the game. Just, no, let me buy the game one time and let me just try to work through it. Well, that's a good thing like, about I don't, I don't Jedi Jedi series is there's no nothing extra. It's like you buy the game, you like get that. the whole story, and that's it. All right. <laughs> Because yep. I, I ain't trying to mess with like a whole bunch of that's why I didn't mess with Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. or, or, or Battlefront 1 because Battlefront 1 tried that trash and I'm like, oh. I'm doing it. We got somebody in the comments section that's literally saying the same thing. So, Rob D, I played Star Wars games so much when I was younger. I played Star Wars Battlefront 2015 for all of two hours yeah. and never touched it again. I think a lot of that could be contributed, exactly. Uh, is, you know, Bro. there was no single player that in that first, game. Is that he's, he's talking about the first Battlefront game, yeah, that came out 2015. Was straight ass. I I legit bought that game, took it back to GameStop the next day. I said, "Can I get Whoa. my money back?" And they did. Well, because oh it was only God. it was only multiplayer. It was yeah. weird. It was so bad because there, yeah. there was no story or nothing. Yeah, and they, I was like, I was like, I'm not playing. Well, well, Milton, that's a good little uh, segue to. I think they should redo or remaster the original Battlefront one and two games, the actual like really good games, because like. Like, I'll go on and on about it, but the campaign from Battlefront 2, um, 2005, which, it's hilarious, that game, or 2004, that game came out, like, six months before Revenge of the Sith, so you could get the events of Revenge of the Sith, like, you know, six months in advance, which is hilarious, Um, but they, uh, you know, the the campaign, uh, I think it's actually called Rise of the Empire, and it's so good, because... The basis of the storyline, and I'm sure you've seen it before too, Milton, like scrolling through Instagram, people still reuse little clips from that because it's Tamaro, it's actually Tamaro Morrison as a clone trooper. You're playing as him, and you're basically going, you start at um, 
uh, Attack of the Clones, you start at like the Battle of Geonosis, and you work your way through all the movies up to the Battle of Endor, and you're actually playing as you know Tamara Morrison's clone trooper all throughout the way, and it's cool because like they actually have um, you know Tamara's narrating and everything, and it's cool because like you know they make it seem like the you know the clone troopers have you know a little bit of um you know um like heart and all that stuff like like um like when they get order 66 like you know there's there right. the the great level you know you have the entire temple invasion with the clone troopers yeah. against jedi masters and things and it's cool because like the transitions and everything you know i'm sure you remember it milton like the transitions you have like tamara morrison narrating and he's like mm-hmm. you know luckily we had our visors on because you know we didn't want our jedi masters to like see our face of like regret regret of what we were about to do so it's like cool like you know getting the clone troopers like emotions and stuff in that game and it's like you know you it's cool like the way like the game um progresses because you know you go from attack the clones to revenge of the sith like you know like some of the game mechanics on there it's like you know you're taking over the temple and then they're all of a sudden they're like you know lord vader has arrived in his shuttle uh prepare to like you know prepare for him and like so you have to take over some command posts and then you know eventually once you do it you have to like hit a uh, button on the directional pad and it'll say you know spawn as darth vader and you know you press it and then boom you're anakin in the right. temple and it's like yeah no, it, no, it, you could do that with the jedis like that was cool you can go from yep. like the troopers to the jedis for certain things wow which again i and, and i never was a big like war game fan except for the star wars ones because i was like okay just something about them was just so different mm-hmm. um i mean i again i can if if, if i never if i didn't have a real job and someone had to pay me to play games i'd play the old star wars games like i just love playing them i still go back and play you know the force unleashed when i get an opportunity i still go back and play i mean you guys know i still play super nintendo i i love uh hell if, if they remastered yeah super star wars seriously Super Return Super Empire, Super Return of the Jedi, make those modern. Yep. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Like I, I would, would I would buy a live. Switch for those. Imagine imagine no. if, Yeah. Imagine I know we're talking no, about no, remasters, no. but imagine if they actually went in and like made like polygonal <laughs> versions of those people. They don't have to they don't have to necessarily make them like super articulated or super uh realistic make it make them like comic booky s but like polygonal like super mario like the newer super mario games like they just came out with super mario wonder imagine if they had like a star wars on that level because those games still work that that, that game's selling like gangbusters is getting like crazy good scores all over the right. the industry just do but, that with star wars i mean that's that's a big gap we haven't you, seen I mean, is a side scrolling star wars that, game even chris you think modernize it like, like, what's what's that new game that just came out? The new RoboCop game. It's called RoboCop Rogue City. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I might, yeah, I'm, I might get that when oh. I eventually get a PS5. But like, even really like Spider Man, the Spider Man games or whatnot, or even I guess the Star Wars games that are coming out. I will say those Jedi ones you mentioned have been very intriguing. But if they made, if they made the movies, the movie and made it like those models, I, I'd play them. You know, because I think obviously they 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 would expand upon them. But then also too, I think they would keep it simple enough to where like true fans like myself who played them would like okay make it different, but don't be extra in a sense of like being over the top. You know, yeah. does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I mean, again, imagine playing Super Star Wars and you're on Tatooine three fourths of the game trying to work your way. Because I mean, really, that's that's the main part of the movie is Tatooine and then the Death Star. Uh-huh. And you go to Yavin yeah. for like you know whatever. Imagine playing those three particular. You know stages 
on like a modern tech dude that'd be fire dude oh my god well well <laughs> so the thing good. is like with the thing imagine is like, the, the death star run bro the trench run oh imagine the trench run with modern day technology just like just like the arcade version of the game yeah like well see like yeah. i think the thing i think the thing i like a lot about those old games it's like you know nowadays don't get me wrong like like the jedi games are fine like they're not like overly complicated but you know there are too many games like like even some of the shooter games like are just so daunting because it's like you gotta go like be like doo -doo 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 -doo, like you know you know like button slamming like you know you have to like know all these different combinations and stuff and like back then like right. the games were so simple you could just like go and do your combat go and do your mo you know whatever like um like those type of things and uh i mean yeah you have the super star wars games like heck i mean oh. i know this will never happen but like go through and why not like why not like give us like a retro um campaign nintendo like give us a retro campaign and re-release those three games but then be like hey we're gonna complete the saga and do one two and three and then seven eight and nine and do them in that style like that would be so much fun um because pe um, people like nostalgia through. nowadays that's what i'm saying i'm about to go right there like people like nostalgia if you give it i mean look it's like that with sports or entertainment or whatever like like anyone who has the, that that nostalgic feeling, they want they they, they don't want to lose their heroes. They don't want to lose what they had growing up as a kid. So if you if you keep giving us that stuff, like I'm gonna keep buying it. Like I mean, look, there's different version of Jordans, there's a different version of LeBron. Like people are gonna keep buying that stuff because it's nostalgic for them. You feel mm -hmm. me? So like if you give me an updated version of Super Star Wars, I'm going to buy it. And I was looking at the chat just now, and that Rob D guy asked about the Star Wars trilogy arcade mm -hmm. game. Yeah, Rob, I played that. That's, that's what I'm talking about. These guys heard me talk about that game a hundred times. Anytime I go to an arcade, I make a point to find that game because that game is so damn good, and I love doing the Hoth battle, yeah, yeah. and I love doing the trench run because it's that oh, fucking yeah. fire. And I'm sorry I dropped an F-bomb, but, like, it's that good, bro. Like, it's that good. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I did not get a chance to go to play in New York City this time around at Comic-Con, but... It's usually one of my rituals is to play that at least once a year at that that arcade in Times Square. I'm telling you, man. Like, you, I'm, I'm, I've told y'all before. If if I'm able to find like if someone can like would sell me the Star Wars arcade trilogy saga game, like I would put that in my house if I could and play yeah. it every day. I mean, would not that's a that's a classic game. Like we always went to the local arcade here in the mall. You know, our local mall is pretty much dead now, but. But, you know, back in the day, you know, in the 90s, it was, like, popping, and, you know, there was plenty of, like, things to do, and, like, that that was my favorite thing. Like, I would beg my grandparents to take me to the mall to go play the Star Wars arcade games, and I would literally just use all my tokens or quarters or whatever on the Star... I would sit there the entire time and use everything on that one game, like, just because those were so much fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing when it comes to Star Wars fans, like... Like, say what you want about, um, you know, you you always see people, like, dogging on nostalgia on social media. Like, oh, nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Like, the people that are, let, I'll keep it real here. The people that are dogging on nostalgia are just in denial because at the end of the day, they like nostalgia too. Like, they're just in denial about it. Exactly. Because, because the thing is, at the end of the day, there's always something you're going to look at and go, oh, I remember that. That made me feel good back then, blah, 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 blah. Like, I still get nostalgic about the force awakens sometimes because you know chris like we mentioned before like the build up the hype of star wars is back like you know i still get that nostalgic feeling sometimes around this time of year around november december it's like oh man i remember you know 
uh how many years ago like nine years ago ten years ago now almost like you know going into the you know standing in line in the theaters with my cousins getting ready for the force awakens like and like you know our theater attendants like dressed up as kylo ren and stuff so like you know you have those type of things and like star wars fans like like they can be in denial about it all they want but nostalgia is a huge factor with star wars and no, absolutely. like absolutely no you're not wrong you're not wrong and, at all and, and like that's a huge thing for us with this gaming stuff like like people like and enjoy like nostalgic gaming like that's why i went back and played the original halo trilogy because i love those games like it's nostalgia it brought back fun times and like with star wars there's so many opportunities like you mentioned milton there's the arcade games the the super um the super nintendo games and like so many more like a game you know like we've talked about the obi-wan games the battlefront games um like one game I think that I would I would enjoy just coming back into like if they put it on the Xbox store just as like a free download or something even just as is would be Masters of Terrascasi just because it's like it's a butt mashing yeah. little combo combat game That'd you know just arena one. yeah just arena fighting you know and then like the cool thing about that game is if spoilers if anybody hasn't played it in twenty five years but you know if you beat the game it actually unlocks another level and you can um fight mara jade and if you beat what? her you unlock her character too so no. like it's cool. yep that this that's is... a that's a yeah oh if you didn't know that chris yeah that's that's a thing about um masters of terrace Kasi. if you beat all the levels um like a hundred percent um completion you unlock uh mara jade and that's like her first like on-screen appearance okay because this is interesting i don't know i forget who i was talking to but they were telling me that Dark Forces 2 has Mara Jade in it. You might. Oh, it's been so long since I played those games. I honestly don't remember. Because Dark Forces came out in... Oh, looks like we lost Milton. Uh, Dark Forces came out in 1995. Oh, so then... it might have been... Yeah, Dark Forces, I think, was before Terrace Kasi. But I think Terrace Kasi would be a great get for the Star Wars brand because... It's in the zeitgeist now. Remember that name was name dropped during Solo with Kira fighting off the Pike on Kessel. Um, yep. And then it's like, what happens if you get like one of those good Xbox developers um, that make that makes Killer Instinct? Oh man, forgive me for the, the gamers out there. Anyway, that developer get them to make it, or or, or get the, the Mortal Kombat developer to make it. You know that'd be sick. Just having all this this characters from all of star wars now right they had such a smaller net back then in in the 90s but to have the entire sequels prequels whatever in there now oh man well they should they could just call it like i mean why not just make a game like that like take the um just the basic groundwork of masters of terrace kasi like i don't know put it like masters of terrace kasi uh like like make it make it some type of like crossover with the current Star Wars stuff, and like just make it like obviously like just a non-canon thing, and so then you bring in the old characters from that game, you bring in new characters, and just have it be a button mashing like arena combo fighting game, like because you know we played it before back in the day, uh, like on PlayStation One, we played it all the time at my cousin's, and like. You know, that was so much fun, like, just going in, battling, like, you know, we pick up a controller and, you know, sit down for five, eight minutes, whatever it is, just battling each other out. Like, you know, you could unlock all different versions of all the characters, like, you could unlock Luke from episode four up to episode six, you could unlock Leia, um, even in, like, the slave Leia garb, which was funny, yeah. like, her weapon was actually, like, a like a chain, like, you know, so she, like, how she killed Jabba, 
Um, right. Like you have you have stuff like that. You have Vader. You could unlock with like a busted off helmet. Um, oh. You could unlock. Like I said, you can unlock Mara Jade if you beat the entire game. So Jeez. like you know you have those type of things, and um, I think something like that would be really good for the Star Wars fandom or like online gaming spear. Um, even just some of the basic stuff. You know we've seen it. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I think I've heard you talk about it before, Milton. Like, you know, remember playing like Mario Kart back in the day? Like, why not like introduce some type of like a um, like a remaster of like the pod racing game? Because people yeah. get into like, because you know, you see like tons of college kids like playing Mario Kart, like just hopping in and playing Mario Kart, racing around and stuff. Like, why can't that be Star Wars Pod Racer? Like, you know, I would racer. I would love for it to be that. Yeah, I was playing Pod Racer. Yeah. Or they remastered it a little bit. I don't know if it's a technical remaster, but playing that on the Switch, they they made a big deal. And I, there was a little bit of move for them to shine because I know a lot of the community was like, "Yeah, I'm playing Pod Racer for the first first time in like 20 years." And it's like great. <laughs> it holds up. I played it. I was oh, like, it, this it, that game still holds up. Exactly. And and again, this is what goes back to like I, we were just talking about this in my family a couple of days ago about our plans for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I think my sisters were like, well, are we playing a game this year? And I was like, yeah, it can be either a board game or I'll break out the 64. Like, which one you want me to do? So, like, you know, we we definitely go back to the old school stuff that we grew up with just because that's that was kind of our moment to bond as a family was board games or playing video games as kids. You know, that's time where we probably got along the best. You know what I'm saying? So, and actually, and then other speaking of the nostalgia about, like, racing, I was just playing, uh, what was it, Fast and the Furious on PlayStation 2? Yep. Oh, I love and, those games. And I thought, yeah, and then I thought to myself, it's like, you know, I have Pod Racer for sixty four. I have, uh, you know, Rogue Squadron for sixty four. Like, imagine, you know, remastering those games for, you know, with, with modern technology on Xbox or PS five, and like, imagine the 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 fans like us who would make a point to get together with our friends and our buddies to be like, hey, hop online, or hey, let's get together and play. Like, imagine bringing that type of community back to gaming, you know, where like, where you had to be in the same room, like, and, that, and that's why I think this whole remastered talk has always been good for me, because I, I we come from a generation where we didn't always have online play when we first started. I mean, online play was becoming a thing probably, what, in the mid-2000s, early t early 10s? Yeah. I remember back in the day, it was like, hey, you trying to get together and play the game? Come over to my house. And like, we would sit well, there, four or five buddies, eating pizza, drinking soda, yeah. playing a game. Imagine bringing those type of games back to where people actually had to sit in a room together and play. Like well, that, I think that's the missing component of gaming, which I think will make gaming fun again and, and make it more like more more of like, okay, this is a together thing. We got to do this together. Yeah, well, Milton, there's a um, a really good example of that actually pertaining to Star Wars and Halo actually. Um, even so, with Star Wars Battlefront back in the day, the first the first game and the, and the second game. You know, me and my friends, you know, there was like eight or nine of us, like in our like main friend group, I would say. And what we would do is like, we would all go and schedule to like, okay, we're all going to go and stay the night at so-and-so's house. And, mm -hmm. you know, for at least two other people need to bring their Xboxes and extra TVs because mm -hmm. we're going to yeah. um, set up one of those ethernet cable yeah, hubs and and connect yep. all the different um xboxes and shit and stuff together and you know basically 
that was always so much fun because you'd have like eight or ten people all playing like you know on a on an extreme end like at one time i went to like a halo party in 2005 when i was like 13 years old 12 years old and you know there'd be 16 people playing and you know one person walks to go get pizza and accidentally unplugs the the ethernet thing and then it kills all the games and stuff like you know so you have those classic like memories and things and like you know that's the part like you said milton that's a really good point that's i really think that's what's missing from gaming now is that in-person experience of gaming i mean look even like with madden you know if i play madden against my cousin we don't play in person we're like hey hop on i'll invite you to a game you know it's not in person anymore and like that's a big part of gaming and like that's something that's missing because like it was always so much fun like doing that or like even um if my friend alex is listening like he knows back in the day like when we were in like fifth and sixth grade that was when star wars the first lego game came out for the prequel trilogy we legit like when that thing came out because that that came out in like may like right around the time revenge of the sith did Mm -hmm. we legit played that game from may to like the end of august when school started we like we're like okay we're gonna 100 percent this game for our summer break and that's all we did like every day he'd call me and be like hey can you have your parents drop me off or me drop my parents drop me off blah 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 and that's all we did all day like all summer we were like we're gonna 100 percent this game completely you know, it was like twelve-year-olds. Right. That was mm-hmm. that was like a big accomplishment, and yeah. like you know, well, that that, and, and that type of gaming is missing now. I agree, and and look, and I'm not I'm not going to sound like an old curmudgeon because I like I like <laughs> playing online too. Sometimes when it was like oh a yeah, thing. like you know, I'm 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 well, I'm thinking I'm like three or four years older than you guys in general. So like you know, when I graduated high school in 2005, 2006, like online play was starting to become a big thing. You know, it was really starting to develop, and I know the Battlefront two game at the time was like one of those ones where it was really getting being expanded so i i enjoyed what the online reach was doing for gaming and for fans in general i'm all about it but i do miss the human touch human element touch of sitting down with my buddies on a random friday or saturday night playing the game bsing talking crap but enjoying your night and obviously especially playing the games that, that weren't multiplayer. Let's say you got the ones that are like, you know, Super Star Wars that's single player. And you Mario need to 64. Like really you got to sit there and like, okay, how am I going to get past this guy? And you look at your buddy, like, hey, what, is, what should I do here? And you guys try 20 different combinations. And then obviously whenever um you didn't win, okay, next guy's up. You're going to try to beat the level. Like, how, how dope was that? You know what I'm saying? So even like playing those type of games is like, you know what, though? It's something about trying to beat something and you know you couldn't do it so you had to try to get your buddy to do it for you or help you out but i mean look man yeah. just thinking about how like i think i think i think all the battlefronts need to be remade we really need to get uh uh which is a crime we needed a battlefront three facts. oh yeah we need especially we after we the leak the leak the, the leaked battlefront three footage from like 12 years ago you know you lying and, and then we needed us a, a force at least three that's a that's a travesty because i i know Sam Whitworth talks about what that third game was going to be like and how, yep. how the story was going to build itself and how Darth Vader was going to play everybody uh, in, that, in that third game. So, so burnt by the story yeah, we, we, of that we second that. game. Well, <laughs> and, you know, again... I feel I, like look, that second you, game you, was you, a you rehash of Empire Strikes Back. I don't know. <laughs> What's up? I said, I feel like the second Force Unleashed was like a rehash of Empire Strikes Back. It's like, oh, Boba Fett gets away with yes. somebody, and it's like, what? It's just, yep, I've yep. watched this movie before. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because, like, you know, he, he tracks he tracks Vader at the end, you know, but, like, in the third game, 
Bader, like he 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 wanted himself to be captured because he mm-hmm. wanted the rebellion. To, like, he wanted to get to the rebellion. So like Sam Whitworth does a podcast like back like in like 2008, 2009 with like the old uh, Far Far Away crew with uh, uh-huh. Christian Harloff and uh, T- Tiffany Smith. Yep. And they talk about what that game would have looked like. I think I still have that episode stored away somewhere. But he mm-hmm. talks about like when Vader gets in front of the council, the war council of the rebellion, like he wrecked shop. Like he wanted to be there. And like that's how the game starts. So it was like, yeah. oh damn! Like, why did we get an episode or a Force Unleashed three? But I know they were going through that whole transition at that time. So oh, yeah. it is well, what it is. Well, well, you know, another thing to bring up, um, you know, you bring it up like how, you know, like you said, Chris, it's kind of like somewhat of rehash Empire. Like that reminds me um, of another like cool little crossover from like um, that was included. You know, going going nostalgic back, you know, with our gaming. So back for. Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one. Um, one of the coolest things about that game was that was the first time, like on screen, really, they went and acknowledged like television, quote unquote, canon or whatever, you know? Like they, so in the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 game, they acknowledged the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars hmm. because, because here's the thing if you play it online on that game, the only DLC um, characters for online multiplayer, it was Kit Fisto, and then the other one was Azaj Ventress. And oh. like, so you know, that was bef- well before the 3D animation Clone Wars we know now. So wow. like, that was the first time really on screen they acknowledged like, you know, the on the other like television quote unquote canon or whatever. So like, it was cool just seeing like them include Azaj. I remember back then I was like, oh my gosh, we gotta play it. And the cool thing now about that is if you go and download the new or the old battlefront 2 on xbox or any of your you know next gen Mm -hmm. systems it has like those dlcs built in so if you play heroes versus villains like you can play as azaj or kit fisto like so it's really cool like that they included those types of um things even back then like they were crossing over from like the tv realm so like that's like a big thing i'd love to see remastered um and yeah like i don't know like I just really think that's a good good um, discussion point we've talked about tonight is like just the whole in-person mm-hmm. gaming was such a big, big aspect of Star Wars gaming. And especially like your point, Milton, like grinding a single player campaign game with your buddies. Like so, you know, like mm-hmm. me and my friends, like, you know, my friend Alex, we would we would play Star Wars Lego, even though it was co-op. We would still like sometimes we would play it single player, and, like hand the controller back and forth or whatever. Or like, you know, with the Obi-Wan game, the Obi-Wan game was was single player so like we would just hand the controller back and forth playing that game grinding it out and stuff so like i think that's definitely like a lost art nowadays with all the online gaming um but it does it does really make me want that type of stuff back but also um like i just really I, i think if they would just bring back these games like i mean heck even make it a if you want to if you want to make it like an offer you know because lucasfilm loves their money so like why not why not do like a 50 dollar offer and oh, it gives yeah. you like access to yep. all these games like like just do that like a one-time 50 dollar fee boom you have access to all these games on your system like i would love that right. um like yeah. and, and you know that thing would sell so fast well they're doing something like that no, for the switch they have a switch deal they have a switch deal coming out for nintendo switch i think this christmas time where it's like literally every Star Wars game that they've put out in one in one mm-hmm. disc or something, and it's yeah. like fifty dollars. So it's like, yeah, 
create the volume two of that and in a game that that um i haven't said yet is jedi power battles I don't oh i love that game. game is bad i haven't played it since i was like 10 but i just remember the gigantic you know the 10 foot long lightsaber and mace windu having a blue lightsaber <laughs> Uh, I think it was Plo Koon had like a yellow lightsaber. It was crazy. Like this was before Attack of the Clones. They didn't know what the colors of these lightsabers were, but it was fun. It was like a party game. I remember. I think it was multiplayer. A lot of those types of games would work really well in today's day and age with with co op being online and stuff. So that we also had Rob D reading my mind. Shadows of the Empire. Yes, it's on Steam, but it's not on like a console yet. So technically, oh, yeah, that should that, still be remastered. That yeah, yeah, that that one. That one needs a full like upgrade remake. I mean, yeah, do a remake on that one. You're right. I think think that game, that that game is kind of like the Knights of the Republic, where it's such a dark game, and like I want to see how they will make it better, but keep it to the original story. Yeah. But like add like small elements to it to like flesh out characters, flesh out story. Like yeah, but that that I mean that needs that's kind of like Knights of the Republic. That you need to take care of that one. That is one of the shining. Shining things of Star Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah There's certain like, games where it's, it's like, yeah, one of, it's, just it's just an uprise it. But then in games yeah, like that, it's, it's one, like it's, it's one of the crown jewels yeah. of a video game. Crown jewels. Yes, that's what like, I was saying. That's the best way because like you can't because everyone loves that game till this day. I mean, it's it's like if you remake certain games and you say, oh hey, we're we're, we're going to remake. I'll, I'll use another example of a game. Let's say Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna remake that. You cannot make it trash because there's so many people that love those games. Or like Sonic the Hedgehog or or Mario. Like you can't disrespect those titles because they're legendary titles. Shadows of the Empire is one of those legendary titles. You can't disrespect that if you remake it. Like facts. You got to go all out. So yeah, I agree with that. That's a good pick. Oh yeah, like I I can't believe we hadn't for, we hadn't um, thought of that one, but that one's a really good one too. Just because it's like it's so in depth, there's so much you can do. Um, there's so much like cool aspects to it, like ex- you know exploring around like the maps and everything. It's not just like you know it's it's obviously it was made in the '90s, but like it's such a good game because like it has a lot of little in depth details oh, yeah. too. Like like one of my favorite parts, um, I'll never forget like. When um when I was over at my buddy's, uh-huh. like he he always had a sixty four back yeah. then, and we uh we would play that game, and it was fun because like when you would play the mission on Hoth, mm-hmm. like when you're going through the base and stuff, you could go and it's like an Easter egg. You could go and unlock like the jail cells basically, yeah. and it would let out wampas and stuff, uh-huh. and then the wampas would be like going all th- all throughout the map and everything with you. Like as long as you avoided them, they would like take out the stormtroopers yeah. for you and all- everything. And yeah. like you know, those type of it's cool that like games like that, even in the '90s, had little Easter eggs like that. So like, I just um, you know, those type of things were always fun. And then of course, guys, you know, we can't. We're talking remasters and stuff. I think what they should do really to like get real um um fun with it, if we would go and like remaster games and stuff, they should introduce new cheat codes for the remaster games, like you know, like up, up, down, whatever on the control pads, like because you know back in the day, like you'd have to go and like look up cheat codes from like cheat code books and stuff. Like it's like, hey, have some fun with it, like you know, input the cheat codes on those games, like oh, yeah. you know, you had you had all kinds of things like that. Oh man, I, I I think we just kind of scratched the surface tonight of some of these games. There's there's so many to talk about. There's probably a couple we've forgotten about, and that's where you guys can come in. Those of you watching, those of you listening, 
send us feedback. What are your games you want to see on this list? What games would you like to see get remastered, get the special treatment to be modified, updated to be able to play on any of your current gen hardware? Let us know in the comments. Right. Let us know on Twitter, X, whatever you call it these days. I want to thank everybody in, in the chat. We had a lively chat. Rob D, Attila, the Finster, everybody out there. We had a great great time talking to y'all coming up with great ideas apparently rob d was saying that there's a there's uh battlefront 2 on the original xbox is actually one of the most popular games ever yep. uh, after mm -hmm. halo and halo 2 so there was no, definitely, he's not wrong yeah i didn't i that game i'm telling you man like that game was so far and again i wasn't really into the war games except for those mm -hmm. like i was like okay mm -hmm. I can play, I can rock with these because there was something special about that game. And like I said, it's a travesty and it's a crime that we never got number three. <laughs> like, I know, like, no yeah. I know, like, like I said, it logically makes no sense. And I don't care what Lucasfilm or LucasArts could try to tell me to feed me some BS. It's a crime and a travesty because we deserved a third game. That's well, you a, can yeah. still find you can still find that leaked third game mm -hmm. footage out there on YouTube. You look it up; it's still posted from like 12, 13 yeah, years ago. Insane. And and like the game, the gameplay was so wild because you know it was like you could literally like seamlessly go from ground to atmosphere to space. Like because the clip that's out there, um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, you know it shows like the character flying around the atmosphere of Coruscant. Uh -huh. Like they first are walking around Coruscant, they get in a ship, are flying around the atmosphere of Coruscant, then they fly up to space. Mind you, when they fly up to space, the map it doesn't even load; it's just like seamless. They fly up into space. And they go into a um, whatever the uh, the clone trooper ships are called, like the um, the the uh, star destroyers, I guess. It, they go into a um, you know, a clone trooper star destroyer, and literally the guy goes in, decks or docks in the hangar, gets out, and he's exploring inside the cruiser, and it's all seamless, like no loading or anything, and it's like what in the world? Like so, it's yeah. like I I wish we had that game just just release whatever that game is like do some touch-ups or something like just just release it because mm. like that and, game and we, we deserved it two things and two things one just 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 release just remake the games or release the games that should have been made so all the cancel games like 1313 13, all that type of stuff just make those and give them to us because we're going to buy them and play them facts and just bring back lucas arts because we know that they'll, they'll do their job and, and and give us what they want <laughs> give us what they yeah. want i mean come on like, just give us LucasArts back. Let's go. Oh, man. Yeah. So there you have it. There's our list. We're, we're excited, as always. Very passionate when it comes to the video game side of things. Keeping the lights on for the Star Wars fandom here on Outer Rim Transmission. Where can the people find you? Uh, first of all, who won the game anyway? <laughs> Philly, Philly did. We did. We, we almost, you know, gave it away, but, you know, we Ooh. won. So thank God. Fly, fly eagles fly there we go there we go coming through coming through and um nice. yeah so where can they find you online um they can find me on twitter at milton weber 7 or instagram milton 7 weber again uh usually posting something funny something just lighthearted. uh sometimes my fitness when i'm motivated to post anything um just to hit me up keep it positive i have no problems interacting with with anybody because you know just trying to be me and just have a good time on social media so find me at those platforms thank you for listening we appreciate you all right there you go what about you ben oh yeah you can find me on 
Twitter talking Star Wars or sports or, um, you know, potentially this week, the Minecraft Star Wars game, if, if, if the DLC for Star Wars Minecraft is free, I'll probably play it. But if it's like 20 bucks, I'll probably pass. Um, so we'll see here, um, here on November 7th, if any of our listeners are listening, um, that's when it's supposed to be coming out. It's a, a prequel era, like story mode or something with Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know how Minecraft works. It's been like 10 years since I played it, but I saw Star Wars and prequels, so I'm going to have to check it out. But you can find me at Real Ben Maynard on Twitter and then on Instagram. Like Milton said, if I'm motivated to post my fitness stuff, I will. Um, you could find me there at Real Ben Maynard as well. All right. And as always, uh, well, connected to video games, first of all, I've been playing Diablo 4. I streamed that last night here on YouTube. You can find that uh, replay on the channel. As I said, I am about more than halfway through Jedi Survivor on my playthrough. Been uploading like 45 minute, hour long chunks, easy to digest little episodes, if you will, on the channel. I have a whole playlist for those. Continuing through the story on Jedi Master New Game Plus mode. Having a great time with that. So expect more of those videos to come out in this upcoming week. Other than that, as always, go check out the uh, podcast that me and Matthew do over on the Star Wars Underworld Network. Uh, on canon tractor beam talking the latest in comics i talk about the reviews and then we break it down in more detail the day after on his channel think that about does it go ahead rate us on any of your podcast apps of choice spotify apple google and you can find us here next week sunday 7 p.m eastern hope you guys can make it thanks everybody for listening and watching may the force be with you always and transmission